You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. As always, I'm Ben Wolf, your host. And today we uh, have a very, very special episode. Uh, as, as you know, who've been listening to this, we have a, a great focus very often on EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And so I am pleased to be talking with my guest today about what's next for EOS and entrepreneurship in general with the newly named visionary of EOS Worldwide, Mark O'Donnell. And uh, I'll get into introducing him in a second. I wanna ask everybody to make sure to uh, follow this uh, show wherever it is that you are listening to this. This particular episode is only audio, not video. So uh, wherever you are listening to this or watching this in general, please follow, leave a review, and that'll make it more accessible to yourself in the future. Uh, and with that, I want to get into introducing uh, our guest today, Mark. He is the brand new visionary and head coach at EOS Worldwide, the organization dedicated to educating the world about EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, uh, which for those who are not familiar is a complete set of simple concepts and practical tools that has helped thousands of entrepreneurs get what they want from their businesses. Uh, Mark is a certified EOS implementer at Optimize for Growth. Uh, for clients in the Philadelphia and Lancaster, Pennsylvania areas. I guess he'll correct me if I'm wrong about that. Uh, he was previously the president and partner at Azure Group, a life science consulting and project management firm. You can find out about more about him and EOS at eosworldwide.com. And with that, uh, here is Mark O'Donnell. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for, for having me. My pleasure. It's uh, my honor, and I know our listeners will be very excited to listen to this, uh, to have you on today. Uh, especially after the recent announcement uh, that you're, you know, stepping into the role as visionary with you know, already being head coach for a while and, and everything that you've accomplished. So very, very happy and privileged to learn and hear from you. Um, sure. I'd like to ask, uh, you know, as an initial question to, you know, as we say, like a two minute history, like uh, we always talk about our clients with, but you give us your quick two minute history, kind of how you got to be at this moment uh, and, uh, and sharing the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. So my entrepreneurial journey started in 2006. And at the time, I was an engineer for Big Pharma. So mm -hmm. I w was in Big Pharma prior to uh, taking the entrepreneurial leap. And I started my first company uh, January 2007. My brother and I were sort of plotting in 2006 how we were going to launch. And mm -hmm. we grew that company very quickly it was from the two of us to 23 employees and really just kind of making a mess right you you, you never mm -hmm. starting your entrepreneurial business you don't really know what it's like it's not like what you learned in business school right um and when your finance professor says cash flow cash flow cash flow all of a sudden it starts to mean something when it's actually your cash <laughs> and uh you know you, you're growing your company and so uh, my brother and I grew the company. Uh, we then merged with another company in, in 2010. And we continued that growth path. And me, my brother, and two other partners, uh, we formed Azor Group and started growing that company, growing it very quickly. We started spinning off a both horizontally and vertically integrated organization where we wanted to serve pharma and biotech from what we called discovery to delivery from the lab bench to delivery to the to the patient and 
2013, we were on the verge of, of completing a, another merger with a company in California. And we were having lunch at the Pentagon with a three-star general. Mm-hmm. And that, that event was facilitated by Jonathan Smith, who is a certified EOS implementer, a longtime member of, of the EOS community. Was, was, our, was my EOS implementer for three years when I was when I was in the company, and certainly a mentor of mine now as well. Made the connection. With yeah, me. yeah. And so he was he was our implementer. He uh, introduced us to to EOS. Hmm. Uh, we completed our merger, and then we began our our EOS journey. And you know, to be honest, it was a little bit of a rocky one because we finished the merger. We had all partners, and uh, so trying to find the right people in the right seats when you you can't fire anyone is a really Mm -hmm. interesting uh, situation. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jonathan was implementing for our holding company, and I was implementing for our portfolio companies. And Mm -hmm. what what I found was I was having a lot more fun teaching EOS, teaching the tools, helping the entrepreneurs within our business, portfolio mm-hmm. companies that we owned, have all these aha moments and break through the ceiling and start becoming and budding mm-hmm. into to successful entrepreneurs. So in August 2014, I went to boot camp. And when I came into the community, it was, I wasn't sure, and I, and I joke about this to the community, is that I wasn't sure either I joined a cult <laughs> or I was surrounded by people who shared my core values for the very first time in my life. I wasn't sure wow. which. <laughs> and, and just, and just for everybody out there, yeah. boot camp, for people who don't know, is the, you know, is, the, is, the, is the training program for professional EOS implementers. So just to give people that background since you made the reference. That's right. Thank you for that. Um, some, some insider language and yeah, so I went to boot camp August 14. It was one of Gino's very last ones that he taught, hmm. you know, so cult or Nirvana, I wasn't sure which, and could I both, just started could implementing. Both could both be true. It could be. Yeah. Um, so I started implementing for not only the companies that I owned, but for other companies I didn't. And mm-hmm. I just found that I was just really, really passionate about facilitation and coaching and teaching the tools of EOS that in 2015, I made the decision to exit the day-to-day of the companies that I owned. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that was using the tools that, that Jonathan taught us, the tools of EOS, getting us operating uh, well enough for that to be true, mm-hmm. um, not without its, its ups and downs to that. So 2015, I exit the day-to-day I become a full-time EOS implementer and just started working with as many clients as, as I possibly could. And then 2018, I realized that I couldn't really move the needle any longer in as a, as a board member at Azure Group. And so mm-hmm. we decided to sell. And so I sold to a, a group of investors, a uh, private equity group of investors that include outside capital and the partners uh, in the business. And so I exited uh, that that company in 2018. I was a EOS coach at at the time, and then became head coach. Mm-hmm. And 
during the be at the beginning of of COVID, what I started to realize is that a day that was filled with interactions with the US Worldwide Leadership Team and doing lead now events for end users in our community. Then I had full day session days. I started to, to realize personally, I was doing the delegate and elevate tool for myself and mm -hmm. realized that a, a session day was less exciting than helping a lot of different people all at one time in a very uh, a different type of day. Mm -hmm. and interacting with different types of people. So I made the decision to to put my name in the in the hat for for visionary at US worldwide and they they had over 2500 applicants. They interviewed over really? 300. They did and oh, got down I, to the I can't believe I would have thought eight. it would have started off with such a a, a much smaller starting point. I, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know, EOS is interesting because we have uh, 10,000 companies, just shy of 10,000 companies running on EOS right now with mm -hmm. a professional or certified implementer. Mm -hmm. Then we have over 100,000 companies implementing EOS with different varying degrees of the tools that they read in the book, self-implementing. They have a base camp membership where they have the, the tools accessible to them where they're using the tools themselves and, and mm -hmm. playing themselves or working with other people who are not initiated into the community. And so I think when the announcement was made that they're looking for the next generation visionary, there was a lot of interest in that. You know, you're, hmm. you're talking to over a hundred thousand people when, yeah. when you make that announcement. So um, that, that, that's how we kind of got down to that. So wow. somehow, some way I uh, made the final <laughs> cut and, and, a lot of it was really just finding the right fit for Kelly Knight. And we talk uh -huh. about the visionary and the integrator and finding the right puzzle piece. Usually mm -hmm. it's the visionary looking for the integrator yeah. as their ideal fit and puzzle piece. But because Kelly was in place, she's a fantastic integrator. And as Mike yeah. Payton, the former visionary left, it was about her finding her puzzle piece. Interesting. Yeah, that is quite unusual. And you had her on the show uh, a couple months ago also. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. And she's just a world-class integrator. Uh, if, if my clients would have integrators like her, <laughs> while they all grew over 20% on average every year, uh, they, they would grow much faster and have the visionaries would have a lot more fun if they had an integrator like her. Wow, that's awesome. Right. And, you know, and I want to, and I want to get into to some of that aspect of the future of, of EOS and, you know, and what we can expect with your leadership and just in general with EOS in the future. Um, but, but first I want to get into, you know, I think maybe something that's even more immediately relevant, uh, you know, kind of inspired by some of our previous conversations, um, which is, you know, which is relating more directly to people's businesses. And, and, that's, and that's something because you, you do deal, you work with so many EOS implementers that work with so many companies of their own. You work with so many organizations. Um, you've seen a lot of companies who are successful post COVID, post lockdown. You know, obviously there are those who, no matter how amazing they are, their, their industry became illegal or unsafe for some reason. So there's some, sure, there's, right. there's nothing you could do, but you saw many, many successful organizations or potentially successful organizations, some who, who could have been but weren't, you know, maybe 
could have adapted, could have been successful, but weren't. What do you see as the main difference post-COVID uh, uh, for, you know, for these successful companies? What made the successful companies more successful? And maybe the less successful companies who, who weren't made illegal, but they still became less successful and, and still failed post-COVID. What's the, what have you seen the differences are? It's really about the discipline and focus of execution and solving issues at the root as they arise. So the ability to IDS, to identify, discuss, and solve the issues at the root mm -hmm. is really the differentiator between companies that had their best quarters ever. We've had over 30% of an US-run company has had their absolute best revenue and profit quarters in their entire histories in the middle of COVID. Wow. Wow. And a very small percentage, around 10% were completely shut down, restaurants or uh, different types of you know, dental offices, for example. Um, so there's a very small percentage that they, they lost 90% of their revenue and that happened. Mm -hmm. But by and large, it was flat to the best ever. And so the main difference there is a few things happened. As Warren Buffett said, when the tide goes out, it reveals those swimming naked. And so right. an EOS run business has already been working on what happens when the tide goes out. They've mm -hmm. already been crystal clear on their vision. They're crystal clear on their core focus, what they do, what they're striving to be best in the world at. And so they, they have this essentialist view of their vision, where they're going and how they're gonna get there. They're really, really focused in on that people component, having people who share their culture and who are the right fit for the seats, right? They get, want, and have the capacity to do the role. Mm -hmm. So what happened during COVID, and as people made these shifts to virtual, I mean, if you think about that, when in, in any team sport or any a group of people, if you're surrounded by people who share your culture, what happens when things go wrong? Right? They're cheering each other on. They're not blaming one another. Mm -hmm. They lock arms and they go to work. Mm -hmm. right? So if you have a culture that's not built with intention and things get hard, people run. Right? They, they start blaming one another and they attempt to leave and run and hide, whatever it is. They're just not a culture fit because they don't feel like they have any obligation to their, their organization or their team. Nice. Then... Worse yet, people who don't get want and have the capacity to do their job, they were able to hide in a lot of ways in person, mm -hmm. right? So they would show, come to work, they would spend all their time at the water cooler or going from <laughs> cube to cube or office to office, and you never quite knew what they were getting done or not getting done. Mm -hmm. Going virtual put a spotlight on that. And so your product, a spotlight on your productivity mm. came out very quickly. And so the organizations who didn't, didn't do really well were the ones who were not solving their people issues prior to COVID, right? Uh, I trained martial arts for a lot of years. And one of the things that we would say is that under pressure, we sink to the lowest level of our training and preparation. Right. <laughs> or, you know, as Mike Tyson, I think it was actually his trainer who says that people misquoted to him, which was everyone has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Right. Because what happens, your, your brain, you go into limbic mode, your IQ drops by a, a marked number, 
And so mm -hmm. you're really just behaving in this automatic way. And so companies who didn't have the, the training, the preparation for execution, they got punched in the mouth and had no, no idea what to do. Right. And EOS run business has been training to get punched in the mouth. So they're sink, they got hit in the mouth. They sunk to their lowest level of training and preparation. They're already prepared. They know how to solve everything at the root. They got all the right people in the right seats if they're doing it right. They're managing the business with their data. They're solving issues at the root so they don't go away. All their processes are documented. They're being followed by everyone in the business. And they're executing on a quarterly and weekly basis to make sure they're on track. Now, one thing that did happen is the meeting pulse. So normally an EOS-run business has quarterly rocks, 90-day rocks. Mm -hmm. They have weekly meetings with their team, checking in on their scorecard, making sure their rocks are on track, their people are happy and they're solving their issues. Right. That pulse had to get tightened. And so what we taught our clients is that, hey, this is in the total exception, not rule. You need to be having daily meetings. Uh, I met once a month with a lot of my clients setting wow. monthly goals and monthly rocks instead of 90 day rocks. Mm -hmm. And so the pulse just got shorter and right. the intensity of execution went up, but there's a, a mistake to think that you can uh, keep on that sprint level intensity for a very long time. That's one of the reasons why we don't teach daily huddles is that most organizations, while it's really effective for some, for most regular entrepreneurial organizations, that level of intensity is not sustainable. And so you mm -hmm. give it up. So, mm -hmm. but during COVID we had to, to tighten everything up, tighten the meeting pulse up and, and, but just really continue executing the same way as we always have because the tide went out and any yeah. impurities in your business came, uh, came up to the, to the surface almost instantaneously. And so that, that's really why we, we saw just a tremendous amount of best quarters ever. Right. Um, and, you know, the businesses that became illegal, as you said. Uh, <laughs> well, or unsafe, yeah. Or unsafe, right. There's not much uh, we could do. Right. Uh, although I will tell you that there's uh, one of our EOS implementers in Toronto he had this brilliant idea that all these restaurants were closed and mm -hmm. what better time to start training and prepping for the, the next thing that happens that shuts them down. And so I think he got 17 new clients working with EOS tools while they were shut down because they had the time, you know, a restaurant, you know, that's open till 2 a.m. Yeah. have very little time to go sit with a full day session with their leadership team, but now they had it. So they wow. took it and, you know, they're, they're prepping and training and, and defining all the right people. And so uh, it turned out to be a great time for them to, to actually start the process of training. Cause we don't, we don't know what's going to happen, right? We don't, we don't know next yeah, time we're going to get next, punched in the mouth. Right. When the next lockdown is going to happen or whatever. I, I think there's another quote when you, you know, that the, you know, battle plans, you know, survive as long, you know, till the first contact with the enemy, same, same idea. Yeah, that's right. But, um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's really, really telling, you know, what you're saying and really, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Something like restaurants too, that, you know, what people do to, to succeed, obviously people go to delivery or whatever, but like, you know, there's a, whatever, there's 
limits. I mean, I, I guess what I wanted to really help make sure we have time to focus on next is is really the future the, the future of EOS. I mean, I think this is a great opportunity for people to hear hear from you. Um, you know, as, as you're newly in this role as as visionary of EOS. Um, so I guess you know I, the truth. Is I don't really need to ask you. I think about an introduction to what EOS is. We kind of covered that already. But can you describe, you know, visionary is an interesting title. People are used to CEO or whatever. You know, for those who are not already very familiar with EOS and the use of the term visionary, what does that mean, visionary? It's kind of a funny title, maybe feels self-aggrandized or something if you never heard it before. Um, well, you know, what is the idea of that? And, and you know, as, sure. also as it applies to, you know, to, to your position at EOS worldwide. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because we actually feel that the visionary is a better descriptive term of what it is the CEO does. Mm -hmm. And that CEO is actually a, 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 a status marker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's interesting that, that you put it that way, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's perception, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, execution is right. I mean, it makes sense what you're saying, but. Right, right. So we just like, we don't really believe in titles. And so we just want everything to be as basic as, as possible. And so the reason we call the visionary, the visionary is because my, my role is, is big ideas, driving the culture mm -hmm. of the organization, working on uh, strategic partnerships, and being a little bit the public face and doing PR for the organization. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really that, that's my role as opposed to the integrator who is Kelly Knight, which you, you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And so she's all about executing the business plan, doing some research and development from, from the ideas that, that we work together on and really just executing the, the business. And so visionary is a, it's a little bit part of unique ability of the typical entrepreneur. The typical entrepreneur doesn't love management. They mm -hmm. don't love the nitty gritty of management. They're much better leader than they are a manager. Mm -hmm. And so in a lot of ways, the accountability chart, the, the roles and responsibilities of the organization is designed for the visionary almost to have one direct report which is the integrator yeah. and the integrator has the rest of the leadership team directly reporting to them. Mm -hmm. And so it really, my, my role is to, to make things up and Kelly's role is to make it real and mm -hmm. the, the marketing and, and the rest of the ops and community for us and finances to make it reoccur every day. Um, so that's kind of my, my summary. It, it's just about what it is that I, I do. I'm looking around corners. I'm, going out in the world and seeing what the trends are and mm -hmm. how we can position uh, us as a business uh, with, within that, that landscape. Right. That's well, that, that is helpful. And, and I guess just, you know, under your leadership and with you coming on board, uh, obviously there may be things that you can't talk about, but you know, under your leadership, like what kind of new ideas or different ideas, directions, goals, priorities, uh, you know, can we maybe expect to see over the coming years and months? Sure. So I think before I get into that, you, you think about EOS. EOS, we have a, a, a core focus and really it's helping entrepreneurs live their ideal life. And, and that's mm -hmm. what we're out to. And you can change entrepreneurs to people. We're really here to help people live their ideal life. 
And we're going to do that by training towards EOS mastery. So training towards EOS mastery, that's our niche. That's what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. And our 10 year target is a hundred thousand companies running on EOS. So as we think about Oh, one that, second, one second. I, yeah. I, I remember it being 10,000 companies running on EOS. So I know you, you mentioned earlier, I forgot this was before we started recording or not, or no, I think it was, it was while we were recording, you mentioned that it was almost 10,000. So I guess you're almost at the right previous 10 yeah. year target, yep. right? That's oh, right. So, then, so you've at, already set you've already set the new ten year target. I think that's news, at least for some people like me. <laughs> like that yeah, yeah. So um, a couple years ago, when our three year picture became our ten year target, mm -hmm. we moved it out another wow, ten years from from that point from from ten thousand companies, which we will hit um, sometime next month. I would uh, I'm gonna guess. Wow. And so we've already re reset it to go to a hundred thousand and I, and I joke as, as most visionaries would, which I think we might be missing a zero. Um, <laughs> now I'll, I'll be right. clear is that when we say a hundred thousand companies, it's 100,000 companies running EOS with a professional or certified right. EOS implementer. Right. And so, cause, uh, you're, cause you're way, you're way beyond the 10,000. I mean, if it's for, you know, Basecamp EOS implementers or self-implementers. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We we believe we're already at the hundred thousand mark if we if we count everyone who's using the tools in some capacity. So um, yeah. So w when you think about training towards EOS, there's really five things that we're going to be focusing on over the next coming quarters and and months. And and number one is complete digital transformation. And a lot of that was brought on by COVID, where EOS, we are an in-person workshop company. We are whiteboard people. We joke that we're just a dumb person with a marker. Right. And uh, we get, we're, we're very high-touch human company. And so when a leadership team comes into a room, we're face to face, we're belly to belly. Mm -hmm. We have an implementer with a dry erase board and a marker, and we turn all our electronics off mm -hmm. and we write with our hand. And there's a lot of brain science to support writing with your hand is much more um, beneficial than, than typing and things like that. Mm -hmm. But COVID happened and that threw the in-person workshop organization out the window that no longer worked uh, in most geographies. And so we quickly transitioned to virtual sessions using Zoom and all sorts of different uh, technology tools to do that. And so since the beginning of COVID about two plus quarters we've conducted over 8,800 full day virtual sessions, mm -hmm. which is two times more than any of our competitors combined. Hmm. So we just have way more experience than anyone in the world really doing full day virtual sessions and facilitating mm -hmm. those and things are different, right? So with our digital transformation, we're, we're taking a look at digital leadership training manuals. That's the, you know, how to handwrite and, and how do you leverage the brain science of handwriting into a full day uh, Zoom meeting where people are 
are, are all over the world. And, mm -hmm. and so we're working on that. We have two software partners, Traction Tools and, and 90, mm -hmm. uh, that are providing end user software. We will be producing our own oh. as well. So there's some, there's some data analytics things that we're going to be able to provide the world. You know, our target market, we serve 92% of the global economy, our, our sweet spot and who we serve. Mm -hmm. And so there's just really some interesting insights that we can provide um, should we have the data. And so we're going to be going through a, a complete digital transformation end to end on uh, where we're going as an organization. So the second thing is branding. Mm -hmm. And as, as we look at our brand in the marketplace, it, it can be confusing. There's some terms we use that are confusing. There's, so you mentioned earlier, the certified EOS implementer optimized for growth. I w little sidebar here is that um, I am, I'm currently the head coach, but we're looking for a new one. And I'm currently a certified EOS implementer. And in the next few months, I will not be because I will not be working directly with any, any clients. So um, that aside, okay. um, my brand optimized for growth, for example, can be confusing in the marketplace. So is it EOS? Is it optimized for growth? And so we want to just clean up the brand, give it a, a total refresh, uh, the look and feel, um, eliminate the, the brand confusion if we can, or at least make it clear what's what. But, now, what do you mean? Um, now, what do you mean by brand confusion? I mean, I understand with your company, does that mean that every EOS implementer should not be under their own company name anymore? Or like, or no, we're no, we're just going to make it, we're just going to make it clear what's what. So we're going to go through some uh, some rebranding and, and things like that to to help make that a little bit clearer to the rest of the world. Some of the integrator and implementer terminology is that going to remain? Because a lot of people find that the similarity in sound a little bit confusing. That's right. That's right. I would imagine it will uh, not change, but you never right. know. <laughs> okay. um, so really, just from a outside brand perspective, you know, really EOS has not done much marketing aside from selling a lot of books. Mm -hmm. And so we now have a very high powered uh, marketing leader in Pam Kaseki. And uh, there's just the stuff that she's doing is, is top notch. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just really things that EOS worldwide has never really done. We never really mm -hmm. created an intentional brand in the marketplace. And so we mm -hmm. think that's gonna clear up some confusion, uh, make it easier for people to know the, the process and, and how to take action. Mm -hmm. So that's number two. The, the third thing is international. And we have two international locations, one in Australia, we call APAC, which would be, you know, Australia and the surrounding uh, Asia Pacific. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Europe in, in London specifically. And so what we're going to be doing there is finding seed communities that are very entrepreneurial, they love EOS, and they want to take EOS and the tools and the content to their local markets. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be launching new uh, seed locations as we go. And that takes me really to the, the fourth thing, which is really taking a look at how we can support our implementer community. 
And we, we are a very simple, simple business. Most people, if they saw our business model, would be astonished at how simple it is. And so we require very little of our implementers for the return on investment that they get. And as a result, we give them very little in, in return as, aside from uh, what we call the, the 400K system, which is an implementer in three years should be uh, running at 400,000 uh, net profit with them and an assistant, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty attractive. And so because we have that great value proposition, uh, we, we don't really need to do much and, and implementers love their freedom. So we give them that. Mm -hmm. Uh, however, as we grow, there's, there's been an interesting thing where we're training towards EOS mastery. And so the community wants additional training around business development and facilitation and, you know, uh, mind trash and the way pe the human psychology, the way people think. And, and so we're giving the, those uh, types of tools and creating that, that content for our community. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what we're going to be supporting the community in that way. And then the, the last thing, the final thing that, that I'll be focusing in on is, is the business model itself. And by that, I mean, we started in Gino's session room in Livonia, Michigan, with a handful of implementers. There was mm -hmm. 40 implementers when I started, and there's um, 390 something now, I think, or 385, I don't know. Um, and so we're scaling fast and we just need to make sure that our business model is designed to support the, the continued 40% year over year growth uh, that, that we experience. And so uh, that, that's really where my focus is. And so that's digital transformation, branding, international, implementer support, and uh, the business model. And so those are the, the five things that I'll be focusing in on. I mean, what kind of things, uh, you know, we'll sort of conclude in a second, what kind of things I go into business model. I mean, does that does it mean like in the QCE and the monthly and, and and that or like what kind of what kind of stuff do you mean by business model? So there's a quite a few things that go into that, and some of it crosses over into international. So we have a five language plan. So we're launching the the books in five languages. Yeah. We you know how do you onboard 32 new implementers every single quarter globally mm -hmm. and and so what locations what internal support do we need to have to to teach qces you know um, we have community leaders and builders now who are running our in-person quarterly collaborative exchanges and we just need to have the accountability chart that will support that that expansion um, retain our, our profit margins and, and all those different types of things that happen when you scale quickly. Right. Our, the processes that we used even for coaching, you know, for me as head coach in the past, the processes we had in place in the old days worked up to a certain point. Now they're broken. So we have to redo our processes, our, our proven processes, our core processes. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not proven. Our proven process is not going to change anything. Misspoke right, there, but, but the, our but the, core right, process, yeah. yeah. So our core process will have to change for a lot of things just in order to support the growth, and and so that's what I mean by business model. Okay.
Yeah, no, look, this is uh, really, really interesting. I appreciate you being able to get into all those five things in those five areas and some detail on them for what, you know, what to look forward to. Um, I guess I, I was a couple of years uh, behind on, on the, on the update of the, <laughs> the tenure of the tenure target, but, uh, but I appreciate that, you know, and all the, all the insights about, you know, what's working for those who, who are still working. And obviously people can hear that story that, you know, those stories you were telling about, about being tight and having right people, right seats. And of course, using EOS tools to achieve all of that. And, and hopefully people can, you know, uh, can be giving fresh, fresh, uh, um, interest in that uh, to, to be able to achieve that kind of success even now, you know, maybe a little late, but it's, you know, it can, they'll still be successful. People take action uh, that's decisive. So appreciate all of that very, very much. Yeah. And I would just, you know, as we move to, to conclude here is when we talk about our purpose our cause our passion, you know, helping people live their ideal life, Mm -hmm. It's just a quick story I wanted to share is that yeah. we, we, we say on the leadership team and, and the ownership group is, is really that EOS is probably going to be the most impactful thing any of us do in our entire lifetime. In a lot of ways, this is our legacy. This is my legacy. This is Geno's and Peyton's and, and all that Don Tinney, all the people who have helped EOS uh, get to where it is. And I'm grateful to be part of helping it get to where uh, we're, we're going to go. Um, and then much beyond that. So I, I was in a session in one of my uh, clients um, locations. And, and most of the time we never do this. We never have full day sessions in a client's location because it's distracting and, and all yeah. the different reasons why we would never do that. And it just happened to work out that I needed to be there. And so we started really early to, and so I was walking to the restroom and uh, a gentleman stopped me and he, and he just said, Hey, uh, are you that EOS guy? <laughs> like, yep, that's me. Uh, guilty as charged, guilty as charged. And, and he's not on a leadership team that never met him before. Mm -hmm. And he says, Hey, I just wanted to thank you because for the very first time in 26 years of being at this company, I look forward mm -hmm. to coming to work. And it's wow. because of you in EOS. 26 wow. years of hating his job oh. <laughs> to looking forward to coming to work every day. He, he, he's like, we have a clear vision. We know where we're going. The confusion is mm -hmm. gone. I come to work and I know what I need to work on and do. Hmm. We have a, a crystal, crystal clear idea of who's performing and who's not. And no longer am I... Um, uh, really focusing in on the the people who are surrounded by me with the wrong culture and they're no it's no longer tolerated and so i just wanted to thank you because for the very first time in my life i look forward to coming to work after 26 years mm. because of eos and the in the work that you did with the leadership team and the work that they did then rolling those tools out mm -hmm. So when I say that this is going to be the biggest impact that we will have in our, in our lives, I, I really I think that's true. And it, it will be just amplified by digital, be amplified by those five things that I talked about. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, there you have it. Yeah, no, it's a, well, it's a powerful anecdote. And, uh, and I appreciate you concluding with that. And, and, and I definitely encourage people to go to eosworldwide.com 
can learn more about EOS, uh, you know, of course, uh, Mark uh, O'Donnell and, and, and all the great team there, where you can find an EOS implementer. Uh, obviously, people can reach out to, to me through my website, wolfsedgeconsulting.com as well uh, for questions, but definitely check out eosworldwide.com. And uh, Mark, just really, really appreciate you making the time today and, you know, sharing all of this. And I hope, uh, you know, hope we can, hope we could talk again. Look forward to staying in touch, but thank you for coming on. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. My pleasure. And we'll see everybody else on the other side. Thanks. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.